0: Welcome once again to Plan Wisey with Eric Garcia. I am John Jagge, former New Orleans radio DJ, joined by Eric Garcia and a special guest today. Today we're talking about how to deny your kid to better their financial future. I love this topic, Eric, and who's with us today?
1: Man, this is going to be a good one, Jag. We have today uh, with us a very good friend of mine. He is a licensed family therapist uh, with a specialty in child and adolescent therapy, Dr. Roy Salgado. He's also a professor here at a local university, the University of Holy Cross, and has his own private practice, uh, Crescent City Counseling. So,
2: Roy, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with both of you.
1: Yeah, this is a good topic, Jag. Roy and I have been collaborating on this quite a bit from time to time. Clients will come to me and ask me questions about their kids and and how to teach their kids about money. And uh, selfishly, I have three kids. So, you know, I turn to Roy and, you know, asking for a friend. (laughs)
0: Hashtag asking for a friend, right? Hashtag
1: asking for a friend. I got a client who's trying to teach their kids something about money. Roy, what do you think? So we laugh, but we as parents, and I'm a parent of three. Roy, you have any kids? I do. I have a three-year-old. Three-year-old. So we we are parents and professionals. And as parents, we want the best for our kids. Now, if you're listening to this and you're not a parent, you might be a grandparent, and maybe you're neither a parent nor a grandparent, I think there's something still to take away from this podcast, so so listen up. But as parents, we want the best for our kids, right? Roy, you want your kid to be successful. I will certainly do. Of absolutely. course, absolutely, right? You want your kid to have good habits, right? Absolutely, of course. You don't want your kid to experience pain, do you? I, I'm okay with a little pain. Well, generally speaking, we, we don't want <laughs> our kids to, to experience pain, right? <laughs> we we don't want them to go without, right?
2: Right. right. If so we can, if we can avoid it, we 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 make every effort to try to avoid it. Sometimes.
1: So here's what we're going to do today. I'm <laughs> going to paint a picture uh, of, a, of a scenario, right? Maybe it's made up, maybe it's not made up. And I want to talk to that scenario. Okay. So in this scenario, there's four takeaways that I would say are healthy behaviors that we want our kids to really, uh, I guess, employ when it comes to finances. Really, it could be in, in any part of their life. And we're going to draw those out of a specific scenario that you may have experienced this i've experienced this jag maybe you've experienced this maybe you're the you're the adolescent in in, in this relationship here we, we well, you know, know because
0: i don't have any kids of my own i'm going to be the uh the cool uncle in the situation does that work that's perfect that's Very perfect nice. that's perfect so here you, you're ready here's a scenario you're at costco
1: all right you're walking down the aisle you're there to get like 13 pounds of flour because that's because <laughs> <eat. laughs>
0: that's, that's what you get at costco it's <laughs> yeah. something huge
1: or you know, ten cases of chicken <laughs> broth, and the kid sees some toy being advertised on the end cap, and they say, "Daddy, I want that." Right. Typically, as a parent, and Roy, agree you can agree or, or disagree with me, but uh, or confirm uh, this. There's typically four responses as a parent that we give. Right. Number one is no, we don't have money for that. Number two. No, you don't need that. So the difference between those is one, we don't have the money for it, or no, you just don't need it. Both cases, we're denying our kid. Our third response is well, maybe you can ask for it for your birthday or for Christmas, or you can ask your grandparents, or you can ask your cool uncle. Yeah, or Hanukkah in my case. Or Hanukkah, there you go. And the fourth response typically is well, I'll tell you what, why don't you start saving your money? And you can buy it yourself. Roy,
2: has, has, have you ever experienced this? We're just starting that process right now because he's three, but yeah. it happens so early Even with a in a child's development. Old. Even with a three-year-old. Absolutely. And it, it started with a two-year-old, as a matter of fact. We've been dealing with this for about a year now. Before that, he was a little too young to be asking for things. But as, almost as soon as he became verbal, he started to ask for things. And especially once he realized that there are certain places that we went to um, that he can ask for things if we went to Costco or Walmart or even Walgreens he's figured out which aisle to run to at Walgreens to get something so he knows where are the fun places for him to go and potentially walk out with something
1: so are these pretty accurate responses to
2: your kid oh absolutely i used the first two right away almost all the time
1: yeah so <laughs> there's four behaviors that i've kind of drawn out of these four responses that uh, that we want our kids to learn right and i, and I would say i would say again parents need to learn this as well. I think as parents and grandparents and cool uncles, um, and anyone who exerts any influence over, over a kid really has to be intentional and look for opportunities to have these discussions with kids. Absolutely. Right? I think there's learning opportunities everywhere that we need to be looking for and taking advantage of. And these everyday experiences. But there's a really big but here that I want to point out. Okay? That as parents... We need to be intentional in teaching, verbalizing these lessons to our kids. But there's a really interesting study that came out from the University of Minnesota in 2011. And let me me read this really quick here. It says, parents provide three themes of financial management to children, including saving, how money is managed, and how financial matters are discussed. The vast majority of children in these studies learned about a family's propensity for saving and financial management through direct observation versus through conversations regarding these behaviors. In other words, parental behaviors tend to stick with children more so than discussions of what ought to be done related to
0: money. This goes back to two cliches, Eric, of both practice what you preach as well as do as I say, not as I do. Right.
2: Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and everything you do teaches. It's absolutely true that we model behaviors for children. What comes to mind is uh, this old commercial from the 80s or 90s where this father catches his teenage boy smoking cigarettes. And he goes, where did you learn to do this? Is an anti-tobacco commercial It's like, where did you learn to do that? I learned it from you, dad. Oh, I remember that commercial. Yeah. So everything um, that we do teaches our children, you know, and the things that we don't do, um, that teaches our children. So they observe, they're paying attention at everything that we do. I
1: was having a conversation with, uh, I don't know who it was, but it was this idea that when you're disciplining your kid and you realize that, oh my gosh, I'm disciplining myself. Like I, that's my behavior in my kid. It's a terrible realization, right? Again, the the big butt here is as parents, we want our kids to learn. These healthy habits of money. But as parents ourselves, we need to become very aware and mindful of our own behaviors and conscious of the fact whether
2: or not we're exhibiting these behaviors or not. And it's very important that we uh, are mindful of this because finances and money is not anything that's taught in school. You know, when kids go to school, yeah, they're taught how to count, uh, they're taught how to do pre algebra and algebra and geometry and advanced math and even calculus. But at no point in primary school or middle school or high school, do they really delve into teaching something as important as finances and money? Something that we're going to be using for the rest of our lives in depth. It should be covered, yet it's not. And so parents are children's first teachers. And so if it's not something that's going to be part of the curriculum in an educational setting, then they're going to learn it from you. Because if they don't learn it from you, they're not going to learn it anywhere. It's not taught unless they go to You know, college and they major in finance or in business. But if they pick another major, they're not going to, they're going to graduate from college still not knowing. So they need to learn along the way. And you need to teach them from the get go.
0: Roy, I will tell you as a communications major, you have hit the nail on the head. I took one economics class in college, I bombed it and I was done. And if I could go back and do it over again, whether it was like you said, middle school, high school, or college, I wish, I wish, I wish. I'd had a class on managing my money and personal finance, it would have served me so well when I was a poor radio
2: DJ in my 20s. Absolutely, I'm with you. I was a psychology major, and so I took one um, free enterprise course. That's fine, but not enough to give me the skills that I would have needed in my 20s and 30s to have successfully managed money. And so it's very true. You know, If you pick a major like communications or psychology or anything outside of business or economics or accounting, you're not going to know because people don't talk about it. Parents don't talk about it with their children necessarily.
1: Let me say this. I graduated from business school and outside of a couple classes where the professors maybe touched on the topic of personal finance, in business school, no personal finance was really taught specifically. Yeah. So it's not just just the communications and the psychology guys. Uh, I mean, everything was corporate finance or investing. And investing is part of personal finance, but the idea of debt, managing money, those types of personal finance topics were not covered, even in business school. So it's not just isolated to psychology and communication majors. There's a lot of business guys out there who don't have personal finance down. I just came back from a conference with thousands of financial advisors, and I had several conversations with with some people. And they're great investment guys, but uh, we were talking about debt and some other things, and I and I questioned some of their behaviors. But that's, that's for another podcast. So let's get to our... Y'all ready to get to our four behaviors? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So we have four responses, right? No, we don't have money for that. No, you can't have that. Maybe you can ask someone else and maybe you can save your own money. So here's the four characteristics and we're going to talk about them one by one. And what we're going to do for the sake of this conversation, we're going to take the first two where we say no, we're going to kind of discuss them together because those, those are very similar type of characteristics. And the first two, what separates those from the second two responses is the first two are straight up denials. Like, there's no hope of me getting it. Like, no, you can't have that. Doesn't matter. The kid doesn't hear, we don't have money. They don't hear we have money, but we're denying ourselves. They don't hear right. that, right? In their mind- we don't need they that care.
0: window open for the whole, so you're saying there's a chance.
1: <laughs> That's right. They, right. they hear no. They right. hear no. So the first characteristic of, no, we don't have the money for that is this idea of self control. Exactly. Just simply telling ourselves no. In the financial sense, as adults, if we don't tell ourselves no because we don't have the money for it and we still buy it, what happens? Debt. Right. Right. So simply self control. The second characteristic is self denial, right? You don't need that. We might have the money, but we just don't need that. Both cases, the kids hearing no. So, Roy, what happens? And this is really interesting because I think, um, Kids at different ages, right, developmentally may respond differently. But generally speaking, what happens when a kid hears their
2: parent or their cool uncle or their grandparents say no? Well, there's a couple of things that are going on. There's a response that happens that's visceral, that's very much affective, and they feel hurt. They feel offended. It's like, how dare you say no to me? And they get all upset, and they throw a tantrum, and they start crying. There's a a cognitive aspect that is also taking place, but depending on how young the child is, a three-year-old is not going to reason very well. They're going to be feeling more than anything. The younger you are, the more immature you are, the more you're going to respond to feelings as opposed to thoughts. Like, you hate me. You hate me. That's why you didn't give me my PJ mask or whatever it is that uh, they're asking for at the time. And so yesterday, as a matter of fact, we went to Target and we went to go buy some clothes for Remy because it got a little cooler. And so we wanted to get some because he has grown and he doesn't have any sweaters for this size now. He's a 5T now. So we have to go get some things. And there's a particular room where the the tile is kind of cold in our house. So we said, let's get him some like slippers or something. And so he saw these really cool dinosaur slippers. They're shaped like dinosaur paws. But he wanted to get two pair, one for his feet and one for his hands. So he could be walking on all fours. Heck yeah. Why not? (laughs) So while we were at Target, he was walking around the whole store like that with the slippers on his hands and his feet, and everybody thought it was adorable or whatever. We go to the register, and he wanted both pair, and we said no.
1: You kind of set yourself up for that one, though. Well, (laughs) it,
2: it, it let us do what we needed to do while we were doing our shopping. Choose your battles, right, Roy? You choose your battles, exactly. I did not want a scene in the middle of a Target and then have CPS be called.
0: <laughs> see, <laughs> because- I, see, I don't even have kids. I'm just a cool uncle, but even I know that. Like, choose your battles, like, especially with a toddler. I
2: got you. Okay. Absolutely. And so the tantrum didn't start earlier on. The tantrum started on the way to the car. The tantrum only lasted from the register to the car because I know you're only going to have one, the one for your feet. The ones that you have chosen for your hands are staying here. <laughs> And it was just a simple no. I couldn't reason with him. I couldn't explain to him at the age of three that it's just what? It's just silly. First of all, it's just silly to have two pairs of slippers for your hands and your feet. But even if if, if the money were an aspect, no, we don't have the money for that. That's something he may not understand because the concept of money is rather abstract, especially in this cashless society that we have now where we use cards for everything. You don't mm-hmm. see cash as much as um, we used to. At least when I was a kid, we saw cash more frequently. now you rarely don't. And so these abstract concepts, we're going to have to wait a little bit to introduce them to the kids. So early on being told no, regardless of how they feel, and then maybe talking about it later on in terms of what do they think about the situation at hand.
1: Let's stick with the toddler age here, right? You say no. um, They call you names. They say you're mean. If you're a parent, you've experienced this and and, you you have the immediate rush of, oh my gosh, I'm such a terrible parent. Mm I'm denying my kid. Yeah. I hate right? you.
2: I'm not yours. I'm Mommy's only. Yeah. I hear that a lot. Oh, do you? Wow, that's, <laughs> harsh.
1: That's, that's
0: harsh. That's
2: harsh. <laughs> so, I,
1: as a as a parent, as a parent, like what do you what do you like how do you instill this lesson of self-control and self-denial, right, to this kid who can't understand these abstract things?
2: You have to realize that it is developmental. And that all human beings come into the world this way. All human beings operate this, so it's nothing personal. You're, you know, I don't take it personal when he says I'm not yours. I'm mommy's only. I'm like, all right, fine. Your mommy's only. I can watch football or I can go watch the news and do something.
1: Well, then ask mommy to buy it for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoyable.
2: <laughs> and and just realizing that not to take it personally, and that it is a very typical developmental thing, and that you don't reason with a three year old. You just simply introduce the stimuli. No and then they respond. Initially, they respond with tantrums. Over time, when they realize, I'm not going to get everything that I want simply because I threw a tantrum, those tantrums are going to stop. They're going to outgrow them at three and six months or four years of age, and then they'll be able to realize, well, I want this. I've always asked for X, Y, Z. I've never really gotten it just because I've thrown the tantrum. I'm not going to waste my time doing that. I'll just forgo all that and just accept that a no means no. That eventually does come with the the development.
1: So you're saying as a parent, don't take it personally. Be incredibly patient and incredibly consistent.
2: Incredibly consistent. That's the key.
0: So self-control, self-denial. So I got to jump in for a second for a quick (laughs) tangent here, because again, as the cool uncle, um, you know, a lot of my friends have kids. I just became a legitimate uncle. My brother and his wife just had a, a baby last month. And so... My friends have told me that have toddlers. You hear the cliche about the terrible twos. I'm going to ask you, Roy. A lot of them told me,
2: dude, three is way worse. I'm finding that out, that three is way worse. Yeah, uh, my sister happened to have um, kids before I did, so they're six and four now. And she Mm -hmm. said, beware of the three, because they're a three-nager. And it's the terrible threes. (laughs) 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 They're a three-nager. And sure enough, about a month before he turned three, he became a little jerk. (laughs) <laughs> he really did. He was a sweet little boy at the age of two. And now at three, he says things like, I'm not yours. I'm mommy's, you know, thinking, <laughs> but wanting but to hurt personal, my feelings. Man, but think, oh, we all come into the world that way. Roy, that's right. right. I don't take it personally. <laughs> I, I'm very much aware. Yeah. But, but he is doing it with the intention to hurt my feelings. Yeah. It's a good thing that I know better and my feelings don't get hurt. It's
1: still hard. It, it's a, I mean, I, I always said the hardest thing to do is to raise kids. Yes. I mean, it is the most difficult thing um, that I've had to tackle. So let's skip like the adolescent age. And I want to make an analogy here, not an analogy, but I want to talk about like the adult. What's the lesson here for the adult? Because we're talking about like the adults, we need to exhibit this behavior, right? So we walk into Costco and the first thing I see is like this beautiful TV that would look amazing on my wall to watch the Saints beat the Patriots in. The, I'm uh, triggered. I'm triggered. That, did I trigger something <laughs> to see the Saints beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl? And I'm sitting here thinking, I can probably afford that, right? Like, I'm kind of experiencing something similar to what my kids are experiencing. How vulnerable do we make ourselves with
2: our kids? Absolutely. If if we engage in that type of behavior, that we simply buy everything that we want because we want it, our kids see that and they think that that's something that you can do even though they may not feel that they can do it because they don't have the purchasing power. They don't have the money on hand to get whatever they want. They ask parents for it, but that sets the stage for later on in life when they do have the money, when they get allowances or, or get money for cutting grass or doing odd jobs or an actual job working at the mall or the kids work at the mall anymore. I don't even know. Um, are, but, are there malls anymore? I mean, are there malls sure. anymore, right. <laughs> you know, whatever a kid's first job is. And then later as adults, you know, if they have seen that pattern of behavior, oh, my dad used to buy uh, the latest TV or the latest uh, cell phone that came out or the latest gadget just because it came out and he wanted it. He got his new shiny toy, boats, cars, whatever. They see that. Watching their parents deny themselves and watching parents say, no, you know, we have a perfectly good car. It works. It's paid off. There's no reason to go buy another one. The TV that we have works. Yes, that beautiful TV at Costco would look great in our living room and the games would be phenomenal. but. We have things that actually serve that purpose right now.
0: And as far as those TVs go, a friend of mine who owns an IT company once told me that the way those TVs are set up in the stores, they're, the lighting around those TVs are in a certain way so that looks the best in the store is not going to look best in your house. Do your
2: homework. Talking me down, Jack? <laughs> I don't doubt that. Uh, no. Organizational psychologists and marketers know how to place those things perfectly. People go to school to learn how to do that.
0: Like end caps in a supermarket and end caps at Rouse's or Winn-Dixie are a multi-million dollar business. What gets there and how it gets displayed. Right. So, so Absolutely. just So
1: we just have to say no, right? Just say no. Deny, right? How to deny your kid.
2: And denying yourself yep. is the and best way to yourself. deny your kid so that they can see that you're practicing what you preach. Then not only are they being denied the latest toy, but you're being denied yep. the latest toy as well. But you're self-control and you're doing that.
1: Awesome. Well, let's go to the next one. The next one is, the next response that we have as parents is um, maybe you can ask, your, ask for it for your birthday or for Christmas or Hanukkah or your cool uncle, or you can ask your grandparents for it. So the idea here, the characteristic or the behavior here is delayed gratification, right? The idea that, hey, I can't have it now, but at some point in the future, I can get it. And that reminded me of a study Roy, you probably know a lot more about this than I do. I think it was at Stanford University about the marshmallow. Yes. Right. Tell, tell us a little oh bit. Oh my about God, that.
0: my wife has quoted this study to me. Please explain it, Roy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, uh, there was a study that was done at Stanford where the researcher had young children sit in a blank room, just a very bare room, with a plate and a marshmallow on it. And they were told that they're welcome to have the marshmallow, but if they waited 15 minutes by the time they came back or whatever the amount of time was, that they can not only have that marshmallow, but they can have a second one as well. And they just sat back and observed the children to see what their reaction was, how many of the kids would take that marshmallow and be okay with it, or would they delay their gratification and enjoy it too? And so just watching the kids there think about it and squirm and like tap their fingers and kind of you know move about and then just get a little antsy and just, just their behavioral response to it and their facial expressions was just something to watch. And then when those that were successful and they did not partake in that first marshmallow, then they were given the second marshmallow and they had two. And there's you know, one scene with one little boy who shoved them both into his mouth at the same time with such glee and he was able to victory. enjoy the victory. He was able to enjoy two marshmallows because he had held out for 15 minutes staring at one that was staring back at him that whole time.
0: My wife has looked at me and said, I'm a wait for the marshmallow kind of girl. You are eat the marshmallow right away kind of guy, aren't you? And I Is there truth to that or Absolutely.
2: <laughs> you know, and 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 it's okay to well, it's not okay per se, but it's good to know which one you are. Are you the person who instinctively wants to have a instant gratification, spend the money that I just Spend the earned. money or are you someone who has been trained or disciplined to delay gratification? If you are someone who partakes in instant gratification, being aware of it and then being mindful of it can be helpful down the road, and not only for yourself but also for children. You know, so the the whole point is not to uh, shame anyone into saying, "Oh, you could have done this this whole way, but from here forward, now that you're aware, perhaps uh, doing it differently, delaying gratification because instant gratification does have its drawbacks,
1: yeah, I, I'm just thinking um outside of the context of our story where kids as I want that." I mean think about like birthdays when your kids get some money right or they or they earn a little bit of money and as a parent you're like you're not going to spend all that in one spot are you right we're trying to talk them out of spending it all at one time so that they don't spend it on something and regret it in the future right, right. that's and that's the idea of this delayed right. gratification I'm curious I'm hearing you you know you talk about the marshmallow thing and and you know Jag commenting about he's the eat the marshmallow now type of guy Roy do you find that kids Let's say under the age of what, seven? Because that's before they can really think Mm -hmm. abstractly. So like kids under the age of seven, kids age seven to 18, and then adults, who do you find has the hardest time with delayed gratification? Or can you even quantify it? It's a great question.
2: I guess I would say the immature person. And so you could have a person. (laughs) Jack is raising his hand. (laughs) You can you can have a person who is three and has been conditioned to accept delaying gratification. You could have the person who is 65 and never have been conditioned to accept delayed gratification and just simply wants something, sees it, wants it, gets it. Yeah. And so developmentally it's something that can be taken care of early on. The reality is that many people don't have that. They don't have that experience growing up with delayed gratification. So it's a behavior that just continues throughout the person's lifespan. And so it's more an introduction to, a conditioning of, and then eventually a maturity aspect to it that contributes to a person who successfully is able to deny themselves something and delay gratification.
1: So like anything, I'm teaching, I want to teach my kid to delay gratification because from a financial standpoint, as they get older... Delaying gratification helps us make better decisions, better buying decisions, less regret. Like, oh, I can't believe I spent my money on that. But I'm teaching a kid this, right? Like anything, I should expect them not to grasp it initially, right? They're not going to learn this.
2: There's no way they're going to grasp it before the age of seven, which is not. So seven, right? Yeah. Can can we condition them before? You can condition them before. So do I just give up until seven? No, it's stimulus response. Okay. So you don't reason with them. You just condition them. You engage in a stimulus. No, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get this. And then their responses over time, realizing and accepting the fact that just because I want something doesn't mean that mom or dad isn't going to get it for me.
1: So just because they can't developmentally grasp it, we should still continue. Absolutely.
0: I can think of a couple of 40-something-year-olds in my life whose parents never told them no, and it's really uh, not served them well as adults. Are you asking for a
2: friend, Jack? (laughs) I think we all know people like that. I think we all know yeah. people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And some
1: yeah. of us might be those people. And, and again, not to cast it. It's sure. never too late. It's sure. never too late. Sure.
2: I mean, you know, you're know, you a financial planner. How many times have you seen somebody in their 50s and 60s starting to plan for retirement? Just uh, starting to plan for retirement at that age? I hear all the time. If I would have only
1: known what I know now 20 years ago, if I would have started 20 years ago, all the time. All Absolutely. the time. Absolutely. Let's hop to our, our last uh, characteristic. So the last response that that we have as a parent sometime is, hey, you look, you can save your money and you can buy it when you have enough money saved. And the characteristic here, the habit is discipline, right? That if we're diligent, if your kids are diligent in saving some money that they earn, whether through work or that they get through gifts, they can avoid borrowing, they can avoid debt in the future and buy whatever they want. So talk to me a little bit about Discipline and teaching
2: kids about discipline. It's important for kids to know this from the get-go, you know, with candy, with uh, toys, with whatever. We just said Halloween. Halloween. Absolutely. Yes. Right now we have a whole bowl, a whole pumpkin full of candy. And so he can't eat all of it all at once. And so he's only allowed to have one piece a day after he has eaten his meal. And he has to eat his vegetables, his fruit, his meat, his bread, all that kind of stuff his milk and then he can enjoy the skittles or the m&ms or whatever just cuz it's there because you know halloween just happened and we don't typically keep candy in the house but halloween just happened it's only been a few days so it's there and we're not going to deny him that per se but he's going to be disciplined enough to say i have to sit here finish all of this food first and then i'll have that and so just putting that in practice and sticking to your guns and being consistent with it and not foregoing that at any point with regard to discipline further I would say that no means no. And if a child deviates from that, then you have to implement a consequence. With a 3-year-old, time out, you know, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes they throw tantrums that are just extremely unreasonable. Um maybe they might even get a little aggressive and violent. They might in their tantrum and they're kicking and screaming, start kicking you or hitting you in the process and just, no, this is not going to get you what you want. So, disciplining them by Putting them in their timeout chair and letting them know that that's not acceptable behavior and that they're not going to get rewarded for that. As a matter of fact, you might have something taken away, such as time playing with your toys. Oh, you have all these other toys here that you can play with. All these other things that you can enjoy. Spend time with your mom, with your dad. But right now, you're going to be denied that. You're going to be disciplined, and there's a consequence for this behavior. And the consequence for this behavior is sitting in this chair for three minutes.
1: So, in the context of kind of how does this characteristic play out in your kid's financial future? is if you don't learn discipline with your money, uh, you're going to indulge. You're going to not be able to tell yourself no. You're going to find yourself maybe in debt, right? That's a consequence mm-hmm. because I wasn't disciplined to save for something. I, I, I went and put it on my credit card and now I'm paying 20, 25% interest on it. Been there. Yeah. Right. A lot Same us, here. <laughs>
2: yeah, I've been there lot,
1: with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, no, no shame. Yeah, No shame. I think, I think part of this is, is owning it. And the idea is, That we don't want our kids to be there. And that's kind of where I started off was that we don't want our kids to be in pain. We don't want them to go without. And a lot of that has to do with money because money is such a consistent part of our lives. And as parents, we want the best for our kids. And if money is such an important part of our lives, and again, not not in this idea of of money as an idol or or, or money worship, but it just impacts everything we do, where we live, uh, the cars we drive, the food we eat, the schools our kids go to. So... We want our kids to learn these characteristics and these behaviors, and they're so applicable not just to money management, but just to like life in general, Absolutely. just to success in general.
2: And, and it's never too early to start. You know, Right now with Remy, he's only three years old, like we've said before, but he's already being introduced to these concepts. He doesn't know that he's being introduced to these concepts, but he's being introduced to these concepts. So right now, he has one chore. He has one chore. Right now, he wears pull-ups. We're in the, mid, in the throes of potty training. And so God bless you. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, let me tell you. And so with the potty training, his one chore is that when we change his uh, pull-up, that he's to throw it away in the trash. So that's his job to go ahead and throw it in the trash. And when he throws it in the trash, he can go and take a marble from one jar and put it in another jar. And in the throes of uh, potty training right now, when he's at the house, when we're at home and we're not going anywhere, we have to wear underwear. So if he has to go to the bathroom, we tell them, you have to tell us that you have to go to the bathroom to go do number one or do number two. And so he says, Daddy, I got a pee-pee, Daddy, I got a poo-poo, whatever. And so if he successfully does that, then he, instead of getting one marble from one jar to the next, he gets four. Aha. Each marble is the equivalent of 25 cents of a quarter, and four is the equivalent of a dollar. We haven't gone there with him because there's no way that he'll understand that. At three, he doesn't get the concept of money and that a dollar represents Mm-hmm. uh, tender for services and goods and things of that nature. But he knows that when that jar gets full up to a certain level, because we've marked it, that he's going to be able to go and get something that he's been wanting at Walgreens at Walgreens he has been wanting this PJ mask mask
1: mm-hmm. it's
2: worth $20. It's really not worth $20. It's probably worth 50 cents, but it's 80 marbles. <laughs> so that's 80, 80 marbles. Yeah. And so, you know, and he's sort going of to get through the 80 marbles rather quickly because we go through diapers and pull-ups a lot throughout the course of the day. So, you know, easily he can make $3 a day. So in the course of a week or two, he can get that Dude, mask.
1: You get, you're going to get hustled. That kid's going to learn and he's going to hold it and he's going to go a little bit and then hold it and go a little bit more. You're going to get hustled out of money, bro. But he will have been potty trained. He will. Yeah. He will go. have been potty trained. So, he will be, the he will, he, so, so there's
2: this other aspect that's taking place as well.
1: So teach your kid how to hustle. <laughs> um that's good. No. In all seriousness. So so we talked about these four characteristics and I want to end with three quick questions, okay? Because I think that that as parents, these are questions that we all wrestle with a bit. So again, the, the four characteristics that we want our kids to learn that we should be exhibiting are self-control, self-denial, delayed gratification, and discipline. So parents are gonna fail, right? As parents, we're gonna fail. So how do we teach and instill these values when us as parents might not have those characteristics down, but yet we're so well-intentioned.
2: Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay that we fail. We're human beings. People are going to fail. Just get up and do it again. Just start over. You know, There's nothing that says that just because you failed in this instance that you can't make that intention again. Just get up and do it again. So in the
1: same vein, I'm listening to this and um, I realize, oh my gosh, I want my kids to learn these characteristics, but I am a, I'm a mess. I've messed my kids up. How resilient
2: are kids? extremely resilient, you know, and I don't know that you can truly mess it up. If at some point, if at some point, once you become aware that you start to do things differently, it's not going to yield the same results, you know, the later you start, you know, the earlier you start, the the results are exponential. I mean, the kids are going to benefit from it so greatly, the sooner you start. But just because you didn't start at three or at six or at 10, doesn't mean that if you're starting at 15 or at 18 or at 21, that it's not going to be beneficial it's always going to be beneficial. What about, what about
1: for me as the parent, like, Oh my gosh, I need to exhibit these characteristics and start. Is it it too late?
2: No, it's not too late. You know, as a therapist, you know, I wouldn't be in this business if I didn't think that people could change and that it's never too late to change, to do something productive for yourself in your life. And if finances is one of those things, perhaps you didn't have that, you know, instilled in you as a child or as a young adult, but at whatever point in life you start this process as a parent who's in their 50s with teenagers or whatever, who knows? It doesn't matter. You can start and always uh, correct for the things that uh, didn't take place earlier.
1: My final question, you just answered it was, um, how late is too late? And I can tell you, you answered it from a kid's perspective, but from an adult's perspective, dealing with money and financial planning and changing financial behavior. The best day to start is today. Not to wait till uh, the new year to make a resolution, not to wait till you know, you turn 55 or, or, or this or that or the other, the best time to start now is once you realize that you have a goal that you want to reach, don't wait. Start now. Like you said, once you become aware.
2: Absolutely. It's never too late. Well, good. This, this was fun. Roy, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. I really enjoyed spending this time with you guys. Yeah. We're going to have to get you back and talk a little bit more. Absolutely. My pleasure.
0: Roy, if people want to uh, get in touch with you and learn a little bit more about your practice and what you do, what are the best ways to get a hold of you?
2: Sure. They could reach me by uh, email at crescentcitycounseling at gmail.com, or they can visit the website at www.crescentcitycounseling.com. We'll
0: include that in our show notes as well. And if you're in in need of help planning your financial future, you're going to want to talk to Mr. Eric Garcia. Eric, what are the best ways to get a hold of you? Find me on my website, www.plan-wisely.com.
1: And there's a a lot of uh, places where you can connect with me
0: there. All right. It has been episode number three of Plan Wisely. Thank you both for the time. Some really good information here. I think our listeners are going to get a lot from it. So thank you both. Thank you very much. Take care. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through New Century Financial Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance services offered through Garcia Financial Group, LLC. New Century Financial Group, LLC, Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., and Garcia Financial Group, LLC do not offer tax advice or tax services. Please consult your tax specialist for individual advice. We make no specific comments or recommendations on any tax-related details. Entities listed are not affiliated.